0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network.
1: Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your
0: host, JJ, and I'm your host, Chris. And we are also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a
1: snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. When Dimitri arrives at the original farmer's market for work each morning, he sees more than just the vendors and their foods. He sees cultures, histories, brothers, sisters, tragedy, happiness, and love all coming together around and through the central courtyard of community tables, where stories are shared over breakfast, lunch, dinner, and drinks. The scent of freshly ground peanuts from the nuts and jam stand flirts with the fragrance of fresh coconut from the Thai food shop, and it takes Dimitri back to Malaysia, he lived and worked in his parents' restaurants around the world for the first 30 years of his life, working his way from busboy boy to line cook and eventually head chef. And one of his favorite dishes from their restaurant in Kuala Lumpur was an aromatic coconut milk-soaked rice with pandan leaves, accompanied by sambal, peanuts, anchovies, and a boiled egg. He remembered how his family lived across from a pillow farm just outside the city, and the farmer would let him pick the fruit, some the size of his head, and they'd eat the juicy flesh of the biggest one he could find— Saving the rind for his mom to candy. After opening up the pie shop and baking the day's demand of his apple pies, Dimitri made his way to the fresh fruit stand of the market and examined the selection of pomelos. Tahitian, Siamese sweet, Chandler, Matabuntan, Tong Di. It was February, so in the spirit of love, he decided upon the Valentine pomelo, named in part for the fact that it ripens midwinter, aligning with Valentine's Day in the Northern Hemisphere and because it resembles a heart when cut lengthwise and turned upside down. Dimitri did just that, positioning the heart-shaped halves to face him, and stared with a smile as he sat in the middle of the community tables below the green umbrellas. Dimitri had dated throughout his life but never settled down, though his exes would say he was married to his work as a chef. If you saw the look in his eye as he gazed at the bright red flesh of the valentine pomelo and gently wiped away the small pool of juice that gathered on the plate from where he sliced it with precision— you'd have to agree. He admired the fruit a while longer before bringing his frail fingers and thumb of his right hand together, raising them to his lips, kissing lightly and joyfully tossing his fingers and thumb into the air, an homage to his true valentine, Mother Earth, and her beautiful creation in front of him. He indulged in the sweet floral taste of the juicy pomelo, and, as usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips like a curtain unveiling the opening act, he began his story. Dimitri spoke. A young man in his early 20s was working at his family's Pamela farm in Tambun, Malaysia, a small town just northeast of Ipoh. He had worked on the farm from a young age alongside his siblings and often joined his mother and eldest brother at their farm's fruit stand in Ipoh's town center. The center was lined with these stalls, neatly arranged under a red roof complex, each selling the delicious, local, fresh-harvested fruit. Young man's farm stall was distinguished as number eight, but otherwise the dozens of these stalls along the tiled stretch appeared nearly identical, each with pomelos lightly wrapped in red plastic webbing and suspended from the ceiling on display. At the start of the line of these fruit stalls, just off the main roadway, was a giant concrete replica of the pomelo fruit, welcoming visitors and locals alike to the pomelo paradise. Thanks to young man's boisterous and charismatic presence, and his early interest in languages. His father had recently made him the sales manager and put him in charge of giving tours of the farm every Friday. Young Man spoke Malay, English, Mandarin, and just enough Spanish to translate for most visitors, especially in conjunction with his descriptive hand gestures. Young Man was gathering the group of his third tour when he first noticed a young woman, roughly his age, dark hazel eyes and brown hair pulled back in a braided crown, with a few loose, frizzy strands falling gently down her smooth, olive cheeks. She smiled timidly when young man caught her gaze, but she held it tight, forcing him to blush and look away first. Uh, um, uh, hello, 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 group. Young man began, slowly regaining his confidence as he remembered where he was.
0: Welcome, all. I promise to do my best to translate along the way. But if at any point you have questions or need clarification, do not hesitate to raise your hand and ask.
1: He gestured with a raised arm and a wink before leading the group out to the farm.
0: So a good tree will produce hefty fruits,
1: young man said as he stopped in front of one of the farm's largest trees, nearly 50 feet tall, plucked a pomelo and bounced it in his hand.
0: And they can weigh more than a kilogram or more than two pounds. Pomelos are indeed the largest citrus fruit, even larger than their predecessor, the grapefruit.
1: Young man tossed the pomelo in the air just a foot high, caught it with a smile and tucked it under his arm like a basketball. He used his free hand to pull out his pocket knife.
0: There are two main types of pomelos here, one with a lighter, white, or cream-colored flesh that offers a sweet taste. The majority of pomelos are actually this type.
1: Young man cut into the thick rind of the greenish-yellow pomelo. He was holding and began passing
0: around pieces for the guests to eat. Don't be alarmed by the green peel. Many pomelo varieties retain this greenish color when they are in fact ripe and ready to eat. As you can taste, our pomelos have an unparalleled sweetness and juicy consistency that are surprisingly less acidic than other citrus varieties.
1: He nodded his head as he took a bite himself. Now. Young man gestured at the group with his curled pointer finger, beckoning them to follow as he walked a few rows down through the canopy of 20-something foot trees.
0: The other main type has pink-colored flesh and offers a sweet taste, but with a slightly sour twist.
1: Again, young man plucked a fruit, cut it open, and shared it with the group. A hand rose in the crowd, and the young man pointed.
2: Yes, sir? Why is Tambun so famous for producing these perfect pomelos? Is it just the climate, or...? Great question, and
0: thank you. Yes, we do grow particularly delicious, sweet, and sizable fruit here, don't we?
1: Young man smiled, and the crowd chuckled.
0: This, we believe, has a lot to do with our weather. Yes, but also the mineral-rich soil, this fertile soil...
1: Young man jumped lightly on the forgiving ground below.
0: It gets some help from the natural calcium that leaks from the limestone hills surrounding the area.
1: Young man arched his left arm out like a rainbow, following it with his gaze up to the hills behind the farm.
0: Mother Nature sure is incredible, isn't she?
1: Young man stood momentarily mesmerized, head still tilted up to the side, hands now on his hips. With a soft shake of his head, young man came back into the moment, clapped his hands together.
0: Well... Thank you. That concludes our tour. Please follow this row back to the front of the farm.
1: Young man gestured like an airline attendant, and again the crowd laughed.
0: But please feel free to take your time. Take pictures, enjoy the moment. I am happy to take orders or answer individual sales inquiries inside. Thank you.
1: Young man bowed his head. The young woman, who had made her way to the front row, stood still as the rest of the crowd cleared. She raised her hand.
0: Yes? Yes, ma'am. Er, I mean, uh, miss? Misses?
1: Young man exhaled a nervous chuckle as his lips pulled back into an awkward smile below his dark wide eyes. Miss, she smiled. Clementine.
0: Clementine. Hi.
1: Hi. They both looked to the ground as if they'd simultaneously dropped their confidence.
0: You you have a question, Clementine?
1: Young man finally spoke. Yes, she said as she walked around young man and under the tree behind him. She stroked a near-perfectly round fruit hanging off a low branch on the tree. I've heard pomelos are a symbol of good luck. Is this true? Yes. Young man walked closer so they were just the pomelos' distance apart on either side of the branch, the fruit hanging between them at chest level. He could only see her eyes as the long green leaves and other clusters of fruit covered most of her from his view.
0: In Chinese culture, pomelos are a symbol of prosperity and good luck.
1: Young man plucked the fruit and walked back out into the open row. Clementine followed.
0: That's why they're usually presented as a gift in temples during Chinese New Year.
1: He handed her the pomelo. She smiled as she turned it between her
0: palms. Oh, and eating the fresh sweet fruit is a wish for a sweet year ahead. I like that,
1: Clementine said.
0: Who wouldn't? He
1: smiled, reaching out to brush the strand of hair out of her eye, as if she had been his companion for years. But he froze just before making contact, pulling his hand back. He brought it instead to wipe a few beads of sweat that built on his forehead from the warm sun. Ha.
0: Um, uh, oh, oh yeah. And, and it's a common practice to decorate one's home with a pair of pomelos, You know, a symbol of family unity. And, of course. To bring good luck? To bring good
1: luck. A pair? Yes. Two is better than one.
0: I suppose so. Young
1: man blushed. What about you? Me? Do you believe pomelos are good luck?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: He smiled sincerely. Clementine nodded. Me too. Young man and Clementine took a step toward one another. They stood in silence for a moment before Clementine closed her eyes and leaned forward pursing her lips. Young man did the same, but before his lips could find hers, he heard his father's voice calling in the distance.
2: Son! Son, we need you here! Please!
1: Young man opened his eyes, and to his surprise, Clementine was gone. He looked down, and there, resting in the outline of the sole of her shoe, was an orange fruit. He picked it up, turned it round and back again, examining its pristine outer peel before pulling out his knife and cutting out a sliver of the fruit. Its flesh was blood-red, and as the juice dripped down his arm, it made him think for just a moment that he may have actually cut himself.
0: I've seen these blood oranges before,
1: he whispered to himself, bringing the slice to his mouth and pulling the flesh from the peel with his teeth. He sighed with joy at the delectable sweet taste. The aroma of the fruit was reminiscent of Clementine herself.
0: I'm going to find her.
1: Young man took the blood orange to the town center in Ipo few days ago, he remembered seeing a pop-up stand in the distance at the end of the row of pomelo stalls. He didn't pay much attention to it at the time, but he could vaguely recall a sign for blood oranges draped between two wooden poles that framed the small stand. It was gone. Excuse me. He approached the owner of the closest stall. Do you know Clementine? Young man held up the orange.
2: That's a blood orange. Oh, no. Well, I mean, yes, it is, but You want tangerines?
1: No, no, no. Young man shook his head in unison with the orange back and
0: forth in the air. Clementine, the girl. Was there a girl working the orange stand that was here a few
2: days ago? Ah, yes. Yes, a girl. She packed up and left maybe an hour ago. Did she say where she was going next? Are you going to buy a pomelo? Young man rolled his
0: eyes. Okay, thanks anyway.
2: "'Thailand!'
1: another voice chimed in from one stall over. Young man looked around before locating the woman who spoke, then hurried over to her.
2: "'She's going to Thailand, the Chattachak Market, the second of seven stops on her way home. Sweet girl. "'Do you know where her home is?' the woman shrugged. Mm, Spain, Italy.
1: "'Okay, okay, thank you, thank you!' Young man got his family's blessing before embarking on his journey. He took the blood orange with him to the Chatuchak Market in Thailand, showing it to different vendors and following the endless directional pointing gestures from one stand one
2: lead to another, repeating
1: conversations.
2: Clementine. That's an orange. Clementine, a girl. Oh, it's a blood orange. Yes, Clementine's blood orange. Do you tangerines? What? Clementine tangerines. Oh, no, no. Yes. Clementine. Clementine tangerines. No, Clementine is the girl who sells blood oranges. Oh, the girl from Italy. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm afraid she's just gone.
1: And so it went from Thailand to southern China, India, Israel, Turkey, Greece, and finally to Italy. Young man was tired. The blood orange was wilting, bleeding out its last drops of red juice into the cracks of his dry palm. Young man's heart was heavy as a pomelo beating slowly inside his chest as he wandered the local markets in Florence, then Naples, like a ghost among the crowd. He was in Sicily, standing in front of an unattended blood orange stand, when he decided it was time to stop looking. He sat down on the curb to the side of the stand, defeated and brokenhearted. He dropped the orange between his feet and buried his face in his hands. He dragged his fingers slowly down from his forehead over his cheeks, pulling down the skin below his eyes and forcing his lips into a frown until his hands finally collapsed together under his chin and his face sprung back into its melancholy expression. That's when he saw it. A pomelo. Wilted, same as his orange, resting on the back post of the unattended fruit stand. He grabbed it and stood up, holding it gently like a newborn baby, staring at it in awe. To new beginnings. Young man and Clementine took a step forward toward one another, They stood in silent for a moment before they both dropped the fruit that they'd been holding. It exploded open on the ground, pieces of blood red and cream flesh embracing, just like young man and Clementine as he took her into his arms with no intention of letting go. No one can say for sure, but rumor has it that young man and Clementine had a son who carried their love story with him all the way to the University of California in Riverside, where he attended school. That is where the Valentine Pamela was developed, from a cross of a blood-orange and mandarin hybrid with a Siamese sweet pomelo. And maybe, just maybe, the idea for the crossing, as well as its name, came from the story of a young man and his sweet clementine. The End. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz.
0: And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.